Give the Lord glory in his house this morning. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We are thankful for your presence. And while you're still standing, I, uh, I want to honor our, uh, our shepherd, the bishop of this house, the man of God, Bishop Jackson. We love you, sir. We honor you. We are thankful for you. I'm thankful for a man of God that uh, truly prays, truly breaks down the word and teaches it as God intended it to be taught. There is value in a true man of God. So we give you honor this morning, sir. Church, you could be seated. I'm trying to uh, feel out the Lord a little bit this morning and uh, make sure that I am following him and going in the right direction for this morning. Um, there's a lot of, of different thoughts going through my mind right now. And um, I believe with the help of the Lord, we are going to walk in his will this morning. And um, I'm going to go ahead and read a scripture um, this morning. I don't know uh, how long we'll stay there or not, but we're going to do our best to follow the Lord. And um, as we get started, I, um, I do just want to briefly say I'm thankful for, for my wife. I'm thankful for how the Lord uses her. And um, I'm thankful for, uh, for my parents. And uh, love you, Mom. And, uh, you know, Dad, I don't know if you are aware that it's going to minister this morning or not, but if you happen to be watching, I want you to know that I love you. And I do give you honor this morning. Um, I've had a thought on my mind all week, and... Um, we're going to start there and see what the Lord does. Um, it's in Philippians, the first chapter. Uh, we're going to start at verse 3, and we're going to read through verse 6. And uh, this is Paul writing to the church at Philippi. And uh, he is saying... Um, here that uh, he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So our key verse here is verse 6, and Paul is saying that he is confident of this very thing, and this very thing that he is confident of is that he, who is God, who has begun a good work in the people here that he is addressing this letter to, that he, God, will perform it 
until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, we know that God is the same as Jesus Christ, so God will continue to perform it until his return, until his day where he comes back in his glory. God is going to continue to perform the good work which he had begun in you. Now, when I think about this, and when I, when I broke it down, I've been, I've been thinking about some things this week concerning myself and, and looking back at some things God has done and some things God has taught me. So I want to break down a couple words first, and then I want to talk to you briefly about some of those things God's been showing me or talking to me about. Good is that which is uh, beneficial in its effect. Work is a deed or an act. So God has begun, and, and those who he was addressing in the letter to, but everyone here today, God has begun a, a good or a, a beneficial, in effect, work or deed or act. So the deeds or acts that God has begun in us are beneficial in their effect in our lives. And the word perform here, uh, it means to perfect. So God will perfect what he has begun in you, those beneficial things that have started. He will perfect it until he comes back. So that perfect means God is not going to allow you to be perfect in all of your ways until he comes back. So that tells me that the good work that he has begun does not have an ending until he returns. So that good work that he's begun, I have to continue to abide in it and allow him to continue to perfect what he has started in me until that day comes. If at any moment I step out of what that good work he started in me is, that's the moment that the perfecting process puts on the brakes and it comes to a halt. And until I get back in that process, I cannot be perfected. If I remain out of that process, God cannot perfect anything in me. So I have to remain in it. Now, I was thinking about some, some things this week, like I said, and um, I was just kind of going over how, where God has brought me from and, and where he has brought me to today. And so, uh, church family, you know, you know my, um, my spirit um, uh, and, and for those who are here today, I ha- I'm going to talk about myself a little bit, but I don't mean it in an in a arrogant way or with no haughtiness. Um, so there are some things that, that in my life God has, um, I'd say God has blessed me with, with the ability to do a lot of things. Um, I feel like um, I'm a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Um, God has just, he's, he's blessed me with the ability to pick things up very quickly. And I can, I can uh, begin to study something or, or, or just begin to practice something, and I can begin to, to develop some skills in that area very quickly. And I want to give you a few examples. Um, when I was a kid, I loved basketball. Really, I loved all sports. I played pretty much everything except, except football. Uh, it wasn't available at the school I went to, and so I never got into football, um, except for tackle football on the street. That wasn't smart. But um, I love basketball, though, 
and I was, I was pretty good at basketball. I got, um, I loved it. I had a hoop in the front yard in my driveway, and I probably dribbled a basketball on every square inch of that, you know, 50-foot driveway. I was out there all the time, practicing dribbling, shooting, free throws, whatever. I was just out there shooting that ball, working on my craft, trying to perfect it. Now, um, it, I did. I got to a point where um, I had, had skills that in sixth grade in middle school, coach would draw up plays just for me for game-winning situations. Um, I could shoot the ball. I played point guard. In seventh grade, our high school team, I went to a, a private school. Our high school team, they didn't have enough players. There was a sickness spread through the, through the high school boys' team. They didn't have enough players to, to field a team or, or you know, to make a five-man team. So they asked me as a seventh grader to go and play this high school game so that they could at least have a scrimmage with this other team. Um, I was really good, and I loved basketball. And I, I want you to know I hit three three-pointers in that game. I'm just saying, right? Um, no facial hair to be seen, playing against high schoolers with full beards. I mean, come on. So I was pretty good at basketball. Now, <clears throat> our school was closing after eighth grade. I had to find a new school. So I had to go to public high school. Now, that summer between eighth and ninth grade, my father bought a boat, and he parked it under my basketball hoop. And I didn't shoot hoops all summer. I didn't dribble a basketball all summer. I did other things. And when it came time to try out in high school, I said, you know what? Dad, can you move that boat and and let me shoot around? And he moved the boat, and I began to shoot, and I couldn't make a shot. I felt rusty. I felt like my skills had just been taken from me. And it's because I didn't apply myself that summer. And so when I, when I started high school, I didn't even try out for the team. I wasn't aware that even if I was awful, I could have at least played my freshman year on the C team and at least got some reps in. But I just didn't even try out. But it came down to I didn't apply myself. If I had continued to apply myself through that summer... I would have tried out, and, and I would have found out I would have made the team because I made friends with kids that were on the basketball team, and I was, I was right there with them. But I say all that to say, in the perfecting process that God has begun, that good work, if we don't stay in that process and apply ourselves to it and let God do in us that work that he, he began and let that beneficial effect take hold of us, If we don't stay in that, we can't be perfected. Now, when I went to high school, let me share one more example. Um, I did did really good in school. Uh, School was very, very easy. It was not a challenge for me. Um, And really, when I think about these things, I'm thinking about some just regrets that I have in the natural and, and I'm going to come back to that for a reason. Um, I just have some regrets about what I did as a kid. So in high school, school was very easy, very easy. Uh, I made straight A's. Um, I, I graduated cum laude, and, and I remember feeling after that, even though that's a, a good accomplishment, I remember feeling like 
I could have done better. I, I could have been higher up in the class. I could have been at the top. I knew some of the kids that, that you know, I had classes with them that graduated top of the class. So why wasn't I there? And the difference was not in ability, capability, um, any of those things. The difference was they had a discipline to apply themselves to their studies. They had the ability to say, this is important to me right now. I need to put aside the distractions and I need to focus on the task at hand, which is my studies, my schooling. Because there's a a goal in front of me that I want to attain to. And if I don't focus now, I'm not going to have the skills I need when I get to the next level to focus there. And so I left high school, I I went to college, and I just did not want to be there. And college was a struggle for me. I didn't want to be there. And there's some things I look back on, and, and I regret not having applied myself further instead of just saying, this comes so easily to me and so naturally, I'm just going to sit back and let it be easy. And so I have some regrets about those things. But what God is talking to me about and what he's been dealing with me on, because I had, a, I had a conversation with Bishop a few years ago. I was feeling like, God, I went to college for three and a half years. I have over 90 plus credit hours. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there to a degree. I would like to finish. And I wanted to. And Bishop said, if, if, you, if you want to take a few classes, go for it. But I didn't do it because I felt like God said, what is that going to add to you in my kingdom? If you apply yourself to the natural and you attain something there, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not lessening anybody's accomplishments in here. But for me personally, he said, if you do that, what is it going to add to you? You're going to work. You're going to apply yourself. You're going you're to be driven to attain something that I didn't call you to. I called you to this over here, and this is where I want you to apply yourself. I've begun a good work in you in this area. It has beneficial effects. I want you to stay in it over here. I don't want you to be distracted with what you think you need over here. And so I had to, had to say, God, I will submit to, to what you are telling me to do, which is just to stay where you have me in your process. And God has begun to, to bring some, so I guess, some healing to just some regrets I had in my past. Of why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? What could have been different here or there if I had just applied myself a little bit more? But what I bring all this back to is that one regret I will never have is applying myself in the kingdom to what God has called me to. There's not one thing When God comes back, when Jesus Christ returns in his day, there's not going to be one thing that I regret if I make myself apply myself to the process that he started and let him perfect in me what he wants to perfect in me. If I remain in that, there's not one thing that's going to come to my mind when I'm in his presence that says, why didn't you just do this? But I also realize that if I step outside of that, my greatest regret 
after this life comes to an end, is going to be that I didn't apply myself in his word, that I didn't apply myself in my relationship with him, that I didn't give myself to prayer, that I didn't give myself to seeking his face. There is nothing greater than being in his will. There's nothing greater than knowing that God is working in your life. There is no greater thing than to know that Jesus has begun a good work in you and he's going to perfect that good work. It may not be easy. It may be tough. There may be some situations that rise up that make you say, I just don't know if I can even do this. But that's just being real and that's just a natural thought. But what we have to do with those thoughts is say, God, this is how I'm feeling, but I'm giving it to you today. And I'm saying, I need you to help me because I understand that the process that you started in me, I have to let you perfect it because if I don't, it's going to be my greatest regret for all of eternity. And those things which God has, has begun They far exceed any other road that any of those things from my past ever could have taken me to. Basketball is not going to get me anywhere. It may give me some things in the natural. It may give me a few things that I enjoy. It may give me a little bit of satisfaction. But basketball is not going to save my soul. I should have done better in school. I should have done better in college. But I realize now that wasn't God's plan for me. And what could have been gained in the natural for me, it's a loss for Christ because what he's doing in me now is greater than anything that that schooling could have done for me. Who knows where that would have taken me? It probably would have taken me right out of the hands of God. But this is where I belong, right here in the hands of God. And I want to allow him to perfect in me exactly what he has started. And he is going to. Now, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly what tomorrow holds. I don't know what's coming in that perfecting process. But I'm telling you that whether that perfecting process is comfortable at times, which it usually is not, or it's difficult, I am willing to stay in that process as long as it takes for God to perfect in me whatever he needs to perfect in me. I'm willing to go through whatever God asks me to go through. I'm willing to go wherever he tells me to go. I'm willing to do what he tells me to do. To stay in that process. To allow him to finish the work that he has begun in me. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your time this morning, Sister Melanie.